Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And on this evening's live edition, we'll be looking ahead to that key fixture up at the King Power Stadium. It's Leicester City versus Arsenal. Hello, hello, hello. Good evening and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by the last man standing with loserpool.com. As ever, I am your host, Harry Simu. And on this uh, live edition, we'll be looking ahead to that crucial game uh, at the King Power Stadium tomorrow evening. Now, apologies that my preview this week is a little bit late. I usually like to do them on Thursdays, particularly when Arsenal are playing on a Saturday, but unfortunately, due to work commitments and various other things, that has not been possible. But do not fear, I am here to bring you a, a breakdown of how I think Saturday's going to go um, and, uh, yeah, talk you through the team I would select. And at the end, I'll give you, of course, a prediction. Now, uh, let's start off by talking about Unai Emery's press conference um, in which he confirmed a number of things today. Um, it appears that Granite Xhaka is still not ready to participate with the rest of the squad. Um, Unai Emery also confirmed that Danny Ceballos will be out with a small hamstring injury. He's out for tomorrow, but we're not sure how long he'll be out for uh, moving forward. Granit Xhaka was asked whether... Uh, Granit Xhaka, Unai Emery, I should say, was asked whether Granit Xhaka will come into the squad. Um, he said not yet. And when he was asked the reason, he said, I spoke with him. Um, I spoke with him on Tuesday about how he's feeling now. And now is his and how he is in his mind. Emery's press conferences are like tongue twisters. He's working well, he's training well, but he said to me that he's not feeling good enough at the moment to play. We are going to wait. Uh, so that is the latest on the Granite Xhaka situation. Um, not involved in the game uh, up at uh, Leicester City tomorrow night. On whether Mesut Ozil could start, Unai Emery had this to say. He's training well, and I think he's now being consistent in the training. He's also helping, and he's also positive. I am thinking about him for tomorrow for the possibility to play. So we could see uh, Mesut Ozil starting uh, up at the King Power Stadium uh, tomorrow evening. There's a load of other bits here about why he made Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang the captain. He spoke about the, the hierarchy of captains in his five. He said that Xhaka was number one. Um, and then after that issue, he decided it was best for him not to continue. So next in line was Aubameyang. After him, it's Bellerin. Third is Lacazette. And fourth is Mesut Ozil. That is what Unai Emery has had to say uh, on the captain scene. I'm not going to read through the rest of the, the press conference. As you can see, it's quite meaty. Um, there are a lot of words. Um, and as I said, Unai Emery's press conferences at times, I find them a bit of a tongue twister. So I'm going to leave it there uh, for now in terms of that. Now, if we look ahead... Uh, to some statistics ahead of this one. Um, just uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm just going to share my screen. Do not fear if you're listening on the audio because I will touch uh, on all the points as well. But if you look at the head-to-head -head between Arsenal and Leicester in the Premier League, it's very much in Arsenal's favour. 26 games played. Arsenal have won 16 of those. Leicester just three. Um and three of their wins, of course, came at home. Arsenal have won 12 at home and four on the road. There's also been seven draws between the two sides. Um, if we look at the recent meetings, Leicester City nil, 
Uh, Leicester City 3, sorry, Arsenal nil last season at the King Power Stadium. That was a really, really damaging defeat for us in our pursuit for a, a finish in the top four. Hopefully we don't see history repeat itself because um, that was a really, really poor performance. Uh, Arsenal won at the Emirates last season by three goals to one. We lost at the King Power the season before that too, 3-1. Um, really disappointing uh, defeat once again. Um and we won, of course, the game in the league in the uh, 2017-18 season. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that was the first game of the season where uh, it was 4-3. And uh, prior to that, uh, we beat them uh, at the Emirates on the 26th of April. So that would have been the season before. Uh, so those are the last five meetings. In terms of the form guides of the two sides, well, there's a stark contrast here. Leicester City have won four of their last five. Their only defeat coming at Liverpool, um, which there's no shame in really, is it? It was a 2-1 win uh, for Jurgen Klopp's side. Arsenal, however, have only won once in their last five. A home draw with Wolves, a home draw with Crystal Palace, defeat on the road against Sheffield United um, and a draw away at Old Trafford. There was one win in there and that was at home to Bournemouth. But again, the display wasn't great, was it? Uh, season so far, Leicester City currently in third place, Arsenal in fifth, which is not a disaster when you consider the way everybody's talking about Arsenal at the moment. Um, we've won four, Leicester have won seven. Arsenal have had five draws. Draws are our problem this season. There's no question about that because in terms of games lost, we've lost two and only Liverpool have lost less than that in the entire division. So, um there you go. Uh, average goals scored per match. Leicester, two and a half goals almost per match, whereas Arsenal is one and a half. Average goals conceded. Arsenal's is, of course, much higher. Again, 1.36 in comparison to Leicester's 0 0.73. Uh, in terms of clean sheets, Brendan Rodgers' side have kept four. Arsenal have only kept two. And in terms of chances created, well, Arsenal create 1.45 per match, which is not that bad when you consider Leicester's is 1.55. Now, I'm always a little bit wary of this statistic because it's based on absolute clear-cut chances, I think. Um, so I'm always a bit wary of, of taking too much notice of that one. In terms of top player stats, in terms of the goals, Jamie Vardy leads the way. He's got 10 this season in the Premier League. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has eight. James Madison is third with three. In terms of assists, Harvey Barnes a player that Arsenal will need to watch out for. He's got four, Chilwell three, Ceballos uh, is third with two. Passes completed, Kagla Suyonchu, a player that was heavily linked with Arsenal before he joined Leicester City. He's completed 750 passes. Uh, Matteo Genduzzi comes in at second with 701. And third is Johnny Evans, 683. In terms of tackles, well, in the top three, there's not a single Arsenal player. Uh, Wilfred Ndidi leads the way with 53. Ricardo Pereira, the uh, Leicester right back, he's got 49. And Kagla Suyonchu is in third with 26. Uh, so those are the top players. That's as you can see, Leicester lead the way in every single department, goals, assists, passes and tackles. Um, so, yeah, uh, it doesn't make great reading going into this one. Um, the game is, of course, live on Sky Sports kickoff at 5.30 p.m. Uh, at the time of recording, there are 21 hours, 21 minutes and 42 seconds um, until this one kicks off. So, um been having a little bit of a debate actually today with a few Arsenal supporters and there have been those who, you know, are talking about potentially losing if it means, um, you know, 
it means that that's the end for Unai Emery. Would you take it? And I was having this debate with someone, and it's probably a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I think people sometimes take words too literally. And what I mean by that is this. Now, do I want Arsenal to lose? No, I never want Arsenal to lose any game of football. That goes without saying. But, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with being less disappointed by a defeat if it means that it's the end for Unai Emery. So if you're in the sort of camp that I am, where you've really, really had enough, you really want to see the back of Unai Emery, and you think that Arsenal losing will contribute to him being sacked, it's not that you're going to be pleased that we lost, but you'd probably be more accepting of it. And that's kind of where I am at the moment, you know, and I know people are going to disagree with this. And of course, let me know in the comments. Uh, I expect it, but, you know, it's just it's just the way I'm feeling at the minute. Um, let's have a look at who's in the chat box on this live stream. Big hello to Omar, to Tommy, to Danny from the, uh, the AFC podcast. Burkamp Wonderland, please check it out. Great show. Uh, make sure you give Danny a follow too. Uh, hello to Trace um, and all the rest of you. Uh, here we go. Let's see what, what you guys are saying. Just having a quick read through. I'll come back to those in a minute. Um, I am a little bit pushed for time this evening, unfortunately. Um, work is uh, getting on top of me, but I'm enjoying it. I can't complain. Um, but it's it's been a really, really busy week. And uh, I've... Uh, told the wife I'll pop to Ikea this evening, which was a big fucking mistake. Excuse my language. I uh, should have kept my mouth shut, but I guess it's the, the price to pay when you neglect your wife for most of the week. So yeah, well, what can we do? That's my exciting Friday night. Right. I'm going to share with you guys uh, my formation screen because I'm going to pick the team that I would go with for the trip to Leicester City uh, on Saturday evening. Here we go. And you can see the team is in a default 4-4-2 formation. I'm not going to go with that, um, as you can imagine. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, oh, let's have a think. Let's have a think. Let's have a think. Right. So in goal, I think this one goes without saying. Haven't really been impressed with Emiliano Martinez in the last couple of games. I thought he was quite poor at Anfield. Didn't think he was great the other night uh, against Vittoria either. Um, so, you know, he made a couple of stops, but he just doesn't look comfortable for me. But what I will factor in is that with goalkeepers, I think it's really difficult when they don't get regular game time um, to then come into a side and perform. And, you, you know, you could argue that in terms of the last few months, when you factor in the Carabao Cup games and uh, the Europa League games, Martinez has maybe had as much time as Leno. But I just think there's a there's a difference in those games and there's a a different attitude and a different mentality around the whole squad. Uh, going into those fixtures. So Leno in goal for me. Um, I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I know that Unai Emery did this the other night and I don't think it worked particularly, um, but I hope that he's been working on it in training a lot because it needs a lot of work. But I'm going to go with a back three. Um, and I'll explain my reasons why in a moment. Um, but the back three would be for me, um, Socrates on the right, uh, David Lewis, or maybe not necessarily this way round, but these are the back three anyway. Um, and I'd actually go with, to most people's surprise, Shkod Ram Mustafi. I think he's been pretty good in the games that he, he's been playing. And I know he's not everybody's cup of tea, but he's looked better than Rob Holding in those games. And I don't think anybody can deny that. You know, the performances speak for themselves. I think that 
as much as I think Rob Holding has a lot of potential, he's not been good in recent weeks. He's looked very rusty. He looked poor again in Vittoria. He was really poor um, up at Anfield. I know Mustafi scored the end goal, but for me, it's, it's a moment of misfortune. You know, he's gone to cut out a cross. And how many times have you seen that happen in the game of football? I'll probably change this around a little bit um, and maybe put Mustafi on the right, Lewis on the left, Socrates in the middle here. Um, and Mustafi there. And, and one of the reasons that I think about playing this formation is because, first of all, I think that we've clearly got a problem in the middle of the park and we can't seem to find the right balance in terms of our midfield. Therefore, we're not protecting our centre-halves enough. So playing with a back three doesn't seem like the worst idea to me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure last season Arsenal won 14 of the 21 games that they played with a back three, which is a hell of a lot better than the return we're getting now. So I would go with it. Now, Mustafi made a comment, didn't he, the other day after the um, the Vittoria game that they found it difficult because they haven't played it in a while. And I totally acknowledge that. And, I, and I've got sympathy for them there. But I just think that, you know, hopefully they've been working on it in training. For me, it's the right thing to do. And if Unai Emery was to do that and we went and conceded five goals, I wouldn't necessarily put that on him. But I know a lot of people are going to disagree and I'm happy to hear your reasons why. Please leave them in the comments. Um, right wing back for me. Uh, it's got to be Hector Bellerin. It's, it's just got to be Hector Bellerin because I don't like Callum Chambers being given more what's the word, license to go forward. I like Callum Chambers because he's really enthusiastic and stuff, but in terms of his technical ability and composure on the ball, I don't really want to see him on the right-hand side uh, too much. I think in a back four, it's okay because, you know, there's an emphasis on wingers in the team and then maybe he's not asked to get forward as much. Well, he probably is, but he shouldn't be asked to get forward as much in theory. Um, I'm probably going to go with Bellerin and I know a lot of people are going to talk about his fitness, but when do you bring him back in the team? You know, we're, you know, it feels like we, what are we waiting for? Um, left wing back. I'm going to go with Kieran Tierney, but in the wing back position, I'm not dead against Sayed Kalasinac playing there because I think he's got a lot of defensive issues, but I think he's okay in the opponent's half. He's powerful. And I worry about Tierney's fitness of late because he's looked rusty as well. He wasn't able to complete 90 minutes against Wolves. That was a concern for me. Um, but like I said, these two guys here, they've been in and out of the side. They've been playing Europa League and Carabao Cup games and whatever. But at some point, you've got to embed them back in the first team, haven't you? Surely. So for me, that's what I would do. I think playing with those there gives us the defensive stability when we don't have the ball necessarily, but it also allows them to get forward. And I think both players enjoy affecting the game in the other team's half. In terms of the midfield, um, Matteo Genduzzi plays for me um, and I'm going to go with Torreira as well. Uh, I'm going to go with Torreira and I think that that can work with those three behind them. And I say that because, you know, I want to see Torreira in these positions patrolling along here, but we've seen in recent weeks that he's been asked to play further forward. He's been getting into these areas, pressing out here, pressing out there. That's not Torreira's game. And if you're to the believe the reports, Torreira has asked for talks about his role in the team because he's unhappy currently. So that's what I would go with at the minute. Um, Genduzzi and Torreira, they've got to be disciplined. We're away to Leicester City, a very, very good Leicester City side. And whoever plays there has got to be disciplined. 
Maybe there'd be an argument for Sabios, but he's been ruled out through injury. So for me, it's got to be those two, uh, I would say. Now, ahead of them, I'd play Mesut Ozil because I think we're desperate for a player who can hold on to the ball, a player who can create. And for me, playing this way provides that platform for Mesut Ozil to go on and perform. You know, when he receives the ball, he'll have Bellerin giving him the option here. He'll have Tierney giving him the option here, if, if indeed those are the two that Emery goes with. But the wing-backs in general will provide him with those outlets. But he'll also have that insurance policy behind him of Matteo Genduzzi and Lucas Torreira, who can uh, hopefully provide a platform for the German to go on and perform. Aubameyang is always a starter for me. Um, no question about that. He's the new captain as well. And I'd start him up top with Lacazette. Um, because uh, Lacazette hasn't been great lately. Uh, and uh, I, I get that, but I think he needs to play his way back into form. I think his hold-up play could be useful if we're going to set up quite defensively. Um, and I, I'd like to see the, the pair play as a conventional front too. Now, there could be an argument that Unai Emery might prefer, if he was to go with this system, to go with Pepe because of his pace and maybe on the counter-attack, the pace of Aubameyang and Pepe could be a real asset to Arsenal, similar to the way it was at Anfield at times in the first half, um, if you remember, before we got uh, rolled over by Liverpool. But that's what I would go with, I think. Um, let me know what you guys think. Again, this is my 11. It's not necessarily what I believe Unai Emery is going to pick. So, uh, I used to do the one that I thought Unai Emery was going to pick, but lots of you in the feedback told me that you'd rather hear my starting 11. So there is my starting 11 um, for you. Let me know what you think about that, of course. Um, yeah, so uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Uh, like I said, I think the back three gives us a little bit more stability. Um, I think that David Lewis is at his best in a back three. If you cast your mind back to the uh, Antonio Conte at Chelsea days when he was fantastic, arguably the best spell of his career, he was playing in a back three. Because of being in a back three, he had that ability to step out and, and make up an extra man in the midfield when the team was in possession. And I think that's where David Lewis is at his best. Uh, you know, there's a distinct lack of pace in the Arsenal defence. Um, and maybe playing the three will, will, uh, will make up for that. And Interestingly, I know people don't like Mustafi, but I think he has been playing quite well lately. And I also think he's got a bit more pace than the other two. And that could be useful to us, particularly uh, with Jamie Vardy up top. With the wing backs, um, I, I want to play wing backs. I mean, I'm not privy to exactly how fit those two are at the moment. Um, there are question marks over their fitness still, but they've got to come back in at some point. Genduzi Terreira for me, I haven't really got much choice there with, with Xhaka out and Sabias out. Um, I wouldn't personally go for Willick. I don't think he's been uh, all that great of late. Yes, he scored that brilliant goal at Anfield, but other than that, hasn't really done a great deal. Mesut Ozil's uh, earned a place back in the team for me. He's been fantastic of late. Um, I thought he was good against Wolves as well for, for large parts. I know he didn't really get much credit, but that's because the team as a whole were, were pretty boring. But yeah, um, Ozil keeps the ball. Ozil earns you position. And if you look at, um, you know, if you look at sort of the way Arsenal have been able to keep possession in the last couple of games that Ozil's played, you'll see it's been a lot easier for us to do so than it was without him in the team. And it's not to say he's the best player in the world and all that rubbish, but he is a useful player, Mesut Ozil. And, and whilst we're paying his wages, because we're fucking paying it anyway, whether people like it or not, we might as well use him. 
Aubameyang, Lacazette up top. For me, Aubameyang has to start. Lacazette, if you were to swap him for Pepe, I wouldn't be overly fussed about that, just purely because I think the pace on the break can be um, of use to us, particularly on the road. Um, let's see what you guys are saying. Uh, Zod Sinclair says, Chambers can be the third centre-back in a back three. Yeah, could be. Um, Ozzy Guna says, I think Emery will pick the same team as you, but I think he will start Kalasinac over Tierney. Now, the reason I've gone with a back three, partly because I think it's the right thing to do because of the way we've been defending, but also because he'd done it against Vittoria the other night. It just makes me wonder if, despite saying he wanted to go with a back four this season, perhaps Unai Emery's considering going back to that system. Um... <laughs> I like this one. MA says, you are playing with Staffy to ensure we don't win. Admit it. <laughs> not at all, mate. Not at all. Uh, Danny, the GFP. Hopefully people have seen that Mustafi was a victim of Emery's blame culture. It's Xhaka's turn now. Yeah, I agree with that. And Ryan Smith says, I like the look of that, Harry. Uh, big shout out to Ryan as well. Uh, that brings us to the end of uh, this uh, brief preview show. Apologies. It's a quick one. Like I said, I'm off out this evening. No, we're exciting. Don't worry. Um, you can find the podcast shortly on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify, or if you prefer uh, to stick to YouTube, then of course we are right here. Don't forget to give us a like, uh, share it, all the usual stuff. And if you're listening on the audio, please, please do leave us a review. We'll be back uh, very soon with more um, potentially uh, may, if I get a chance, hopefully I do. Um, do a fans phone in on Sunday night. So stay tuned for information on that. Follow us on Twitter at Chronicles underscore AFC if you don't already uh, for more information on that. Now, uh, that's it for this evening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope Arsenal don't spoil it for you. And I'll catch up with you guys very, very soon. Until then, take care. <laughs>